All right, guys, you're back with the Spice Cast. I'm your host for this evening, Ben Job. Thanks to all our listeners and contributors and to Dan Bullard for doing our uh, editing and all that good stuff and Thomas Wolf for all the other little things that he does. But tonight for you guys, we have Alan Little and John Schmidt of Listen Local Huntsville. Um, uh, I guess it's like a, a stage show and a great place to show off some of the like local talent around town, right? Yeah. And- yeah. Just a, you know, it's a quarterly event. You know, we do it, mm-hmm. uh, we do it once a quarter and that's really about all the time that we, that we have for <laughs> is to do it that much, but it, you know, it keeps it from diluting, you know? Yeah. So, you don't, yeah. you don't want to have it like every week, but right. that seems like, it, I mean, that's, that's gotta be a lot of work. <laughs> that's right. what I'm saying. Just keeping it going four times a year is a lot. Right. What is yeah. it? And it's been, it's been so much fun mm-hmm. to see the momentum build you know, each, yeah. each show we just get more and more energy to. It's been a lot of a lot of fun, but it's I mean it's it's to to showcase the local talent of the area. We have Very so cool. much great talent here. So yeah. where did the seed of this idea come from? I wanted to do uh, a song a local songwriters night thing. Mm-hmm. You know, and our and our first one was was basically kind of a pilot, and. Having grown up here in this town and and played music in this town for a super long time, I have you know a lot of folks that I've looked up to over the years, and I wanted to go after um, those folks first. You know, yeah, kind of, I kind of, I guess they're kind of my the to me the patriarchs. You know, like Microwave Dave and Charlie Howell and and Jim Cavender. You know, I'm I'm tight enough with those guys over the years. I, I felt that that might be something that they'd want to do. And uh, so we did it. Well, yeah. and it's a good idea to start off with a splash like that. Because, you know, they've been in the scene right. for for a long time. And they know the scene. And they're, you know, they're such a big part of the fabric of it, too. That's a great way to start. You yeah, know? you know, and um, and, uh, sh- and shamelessly, uh, <laughs> I, I knew that I would be using them as marketing for more artists. <laughs> oh, yeah. Know, to come, <laughs> you know, be a part of it, too. Well, I mean... Yeah. Uh, microwave dave has his own foundation now doesn't he like yeah. about educating people so i know they were down for that absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah and all those guys have uh, been involved in some of the universities and uh and and i'm sure they they're they were really excited about the idea of of uh the local guys coming in and there is so much i mean even doing this podcast we thought we'd do like oh we'll do a year of podcast and then we'll run out of talent. We'll run out of people that right. play music and are really awesome in town. But every, every week it's like, Oh, I got three more people yeah. that are just amazing. So it's like, I, I think the, uh, the diversity of Huntsville and the, there's, there's so many people that kind of transplant here too, I guess kind of brings out, brings new angles on stuff. Right. Well, I'm, I'm one of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, Absolutely. I think what, what, what caught fire, what made me catch fire to this whole thing was, was that first show, you know, I was, I was sort of involved, I guess. And it really was actually, uh, Evan Billiter, who is now mm-hmm. uh, president of the Microsoft yeah. Dave. Yeah. Evan was one of the co- co-founders also. Evan was, so. <clears throat> um, well, what, what really sparked my, my interest was to see these guys, you know, these, these kind of legends here in this town tell their stories. And I, and I just, I'd never really seen that kind of format before. Um, and I just, I just fell in love with it. And when, when kind of Alan and I started talking about growing this thing into something much bigger that's really where i started from and you know obviously with with alan's you know friends in the community um, mm-hmm. and having those connections and being part of that community more and more each show it's been awesome it's been an amazing experience to to watch those folks come in oh for sure yeah there's a lot i mean there's a lot of history there too right. yeah. but uh so let's talk about like the format of the show you guys uh Focus pretty pretty heavily on the like a few artists. Is that is that kind of how you've always wanted to do it? Yeah, we'll get three we'll get three guests, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and I I do my best to put together or we do our best to put together um, a show that's going to have some camaraderie involved. I like getting folks that know one another, mm-hmm. so I don't have three strangers up there. There might be one or two. If there's going to be any strangers, I really want to be the stranger. Right. I want them to make sure that they have a fantastic time. So the camaraderie is a big part of that show because there is a lot of talking. There is a lot of banter. Mm-hmm. You know, we cut on each other and we do our best <laughs> to, um, to 
you know, create an environment that's really comfortable for the artist as well as everybody that is out in the audience, you know. Yeah, and you, you guys pull a lot of people to these shows, so it, it's like, yeah. it may be uh, out of their daily element that some of these singer-songwriters are playing, like, every week, but they're playing for, like, intimate crowds, and, like, right. being well, on stage is a whole other thing, you know? And that's what kind of what we found is, you know, a lot of, a lot of the artists, they when they, they come in, I don't think they really know what to expect. Mm -hmm. And when they leave, you know, by the time, you know, the show is done, they've, you know, kind of rebonded on stage and just shared this, like, really intimate experience yeah, with, yeah. with the audience and the feedback we get from the audience is god well i really feel like i know these artists and i know where they're coming from and where their music is and just i think there's a there's a really cool connection there that, that happens for sure and i think so people are missing out on that part of art a lot of times like they want to know the process and that's something we love talking about here too it's just uh that that whole that whole journey to your music is usually usually pretty interesting and people come at it from so many different places that you can uh you hear a lot of interesting stuff too yeah well i like to i like to think of it as like almost kind of going to a museum and looking at a painting mm -hmm. you know, in a quiet space and i like going to art museums mom's an artist whatever so i've always appreciated that but that's well that's why i look at it um it's a listening room environment you know and so you are getting to hear the intricacies and the nuances of their craft, you know, and really seeing what, what they sound like without the the bar clatter and the, the tables, you to excuse me, tape, uh, what am I thinking, plates, plates and glasses and so oh, yeah, clanking sure. and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> and the one and, guy who's mad at yeah. his girlfriend, like on the phone right, or something. Right, right, <laughs> right. Uh, I done told you. Some, you know, jerk patron <laughs> giving a waitress a, a hard time, you know. Um, and, and again, Safer that, from beer bottles and like, stuff, yeah. too. <laughs> right, yeah. Like you've never been heckled at one of our shows. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We don't get heckled. Well, my brother will heckle sometimes, but he's my brother, so he does that. <laughs> That's yeah. part of his job. That's part of it, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we did set up our last show, kind of kind of cutting on you a little bit. <laughs> right. Alan gets up there as the as the like punching bag sometimes. Is that what I'm hearing? Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. But, you know, that's part of it. You know, I mean, a lot a lot of our musicians are traveling musicians, and, they, mm -hmm. and uh, they're not always going to listening rooms. Some of them are. Some of them go to yeah. the listening room in there. And... Uh, and that's what we're trying to celebrate there, you know, so. For sure. Well, and, and for me, you know, I, I uh, this has been such a journey for me because I'm not an artist, you know, and it wasn't really until Alan and I started, you know, writing songs and then he actually pointed out, no, dude, you're a songwriter now. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, well, <laughs> you write I'm music. I'm like, but, so. but I, am I? I mean, I just, <laughs> so for me to be kid, like, like to hear those stories and I'm like, Oh, now I really, I really kind of connect more, you know, more viscerally as a, mm -hmm. as a, as an artist. And I just, I, I think for me, my journey has connected me much more to music than I ever had, you know, as a kid, I, it was always yeah. kind of the soundtrack to my life, but I never really connected with, with the art. And so for me, this has been just a, an awesome, awesome journey. Well, no doubt, like seeing, um, what's even in your mind just shown to other people or getting feedback from a whole audience or something is always interesting. And you always get like totally different aspects of your one song may yes. mean the total opposite, but still be really mean, meaningful to somebody. That is sometimes. a big dopamine release. Right. Well, and, yes. And so <laughs> like, good thing. I get to, I get to share my view of the world and like, uh, you know, open up my head and, and spill my guts. Yeah. Uh, without actually having to do it publicly, <laughs> Alan does it all for us. So, I mean, that's that's right. been such yeah. an awesome. Well, he's awesome been through deal. the gauntlet of of showing your soul to to people that you don't know well. So many oh, times right. that's part of the <laughs> right. But that is, I think that would be interesting for you too. Just seeing your words um, through another medium, like, uh, through Alan and all that. I think that'd be interesting just to, just to hear it back. Do you ever, do you ever, um, are you ever surprised by like takes he gets on your stuff or? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think, um, what, what really, really surprised me, I mean, so as, as a, as a veteran, we, we do a poor job of, of telling our stories and explaining our, you know, our experiences. And I think that was something that, that was kind of, the seed of major seed of our friendship was writing the very first song we wrote together. And, you know, during that journey, I mean, there was like a lot of 
tears and snot and you know what mostly on my part Clyde Mays <laughs> and Clyde yeah. Clyde helped us through a lot or bullet <laughs> that <laughs> but, was a big night it was yeah well and and but to see Alan's take yeah. on my experience I'd never really seen somebody else you know experience my 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 words and and take them seriously and just that was a really powerful experience for me I mean, yeah, and you were telling me that yeah. took like a, a year long process. Like that's a long time. It was a hot mess. It was. It was. Um, <laughs> it, was uh, it was a. It's a. It's a difficult song to sing. It's called "War Without End." That was mm. our first one, and we played it at the first. We played it at the first listen local. And it's it, it's still uh, archived on on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube, um, and it and it's a it's a long song. I want to say I don't know. There's there's nine maybe verses mm-hmm. to this to this song. But we, I didn't want to. It's kind of an odyssey, really. It, it really, it really is. It's just, it's a, a war experience. You know, some some bad stuff that went down mm-hmm. uh, while while John was over. John flew Blackhawks uh, in Iraq for a couple of years. Blackhawk pilot. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And um, anyhow, got to see a whole lot of stuff. You know, no doubt. so that's you know the loss the loss of a very you know close friend of his who who was a fellow pilot um, who was uh, shot down, and and it being our uh, our first song, I felt like you know it wasn't like hey let's write songs together. It was like hey let's put this to music, and that that was our first that was our first uh, you know go at it, and I relate that as. <laughs> It's like if you want to get into hiking, whatever you know, let's go up to Montesano, right? And and hike on those trails. I and felt this was like, like we the went Appalachian st- Trail. Well, like I right felt off like the yeah, this, this we went straight to Mount Everest with with uh, you know flip flops. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that that's what built the trust oh, and relationship. I can only imagine. Yeah, really like, that's a that right. uh, just the process and the time. Like that's a sure. lot. Of, you think, get to know somebody. I don't like, know how other people a, write together but we're like pretty brutal to each other and it's very honest and it's very right. caring and like, that sounds <laughs> dumb like what you gotta count you know that dude you, you, no. know, you don't need to play a chord like that you know that's kind of a dark chord we're going happy here kind of can you do something like in a major key right there you know and we have and we have a good time and you're like it. dude that is the most cliche thing that you right, could ever right. write could you please right. look Write uh-huh. me four more words that are stupid right. like that. I know you've only been on this six months, but look, <laughs> look. Let's just start over. It'll be right. fine. You know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to uh, curtail anything. I yeah. looked at. I looked at um, and listened to that as a is a is a is a poem, and I wanted to yeah. put his poem, um, you know, to music. And it took a while to learn because it was so damn long. Oh, that's beautiful. But <laughs> after that, after that, it's. Um, you know, we're like, hey, you know, this is something that we can do again. And oh, John, sure. John felt really, really, really great about that. That was. Um, well, if you're energized after like the year long getting yeah, the song together, yeah. then you know it's gonna work out in the right. long run. You know. Well, I'd never had that artistic outlet, and for me, that was so liberating. And I, and I almost was like sad because I'm like, oh, that'll never happen again. And then we went away for New Year's and wrote four songs. And, yeah, like, yeah, five songs. I mean, how many? It was four. We got four of them down. Uh, um, which, which is a great thing, you know. I've been I've been writing songs for a long time, but not at a pace that I've ever been happy with. Mm. Um, music comes to me first and foremost. I'm constantly thinking about music. I'm playing the guitar in my head, um, and getting home, and and playing and writing and coming up with an idea and recording it on my iPhone, and then it's on to the next one. I've got that. I've got that happening all the time for me. Mm. It's getting the pen out and okay, I can completely feel the emotion of what this music is. But to get that lyric to go surfing along the top of that music, right, to make it agree and have that the the words have the same emotion as the music is where I completely struggle and question why the hell am I doing this in the first place. Right, yeah. And then every now and then the muse comes to me and I write something in its entirety, and those normally write themselves pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been perfect because John is the opposite. John doesn't play music, and he just writes a bunch of stuff. And so <laughs> we put all his stuff with, with the music, so it's, uh, it's, it's, it works out really nicely, really. 
Oh, that's yeah. awesome. And yeah. no two songs we've written the same. That's uh, right. Like, don't know what our genre is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eventually you'll find out in maybe right. 15 years you'll have that's 200 right. songs you'll be like, I guess it's a new genre. If we were a food, we'd be like that meteor buffet that has oh, yeah. oh my gosh. hot dogs. And like crawfish. <laughs> yeah. They got like crawfish. Yeah. Oh man. Well, let's hear one. This will be Alan Little, Alan Little with Welcome Home. Without a soul, heart without a home Back roads lead to nowhere, then you end up alone Yeah, your heart is where your home is Yours been packed away Yeah, you couldn't breathe, you had no reason to stay Yeah, yeah, you couldn't breathe, you had no reason to stay Down in your review, light a road behind you, miles of hope ahead of you. Thoughts on your mind, mountain breeze in your right. You tipped your hat to Knoxville as you passed on by. Yeah, you tipped your hat to Knoxville as you passed on by. When the highway finds took a long time to get here 
That was Alan Little with Welcome Home, recorded right here at Spice Rack Studios. So that, that song has a really kind of a cool story. We were doing a family vacation uh, in, where were we? We're in, um, where were we? I don't even remember. That was in, uh, that was at uh, Smith Lake. No, so South Carolina. Oh, oh, North Carolina. <laughs> North Carolina. That's right. That's right. Yeah. We went to uh, we went to North Carolina, up in Asheville. That's right. Yeah, we rented a uh, house. Yeah, the back up. The way that we know each other, the way we we became friends. Is yeah, our, I was gonna. Ask. Our our daughters, our daughters became best friends. Ah, right. So you're driving back and forth to each other's houses anyway. Yeah, right. yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. we we've gone on several family vacations together. That, that's where the bromance started. <laughs> it's, it's very it is very romantic. We involved the, the ladies the have to break it up quite a bit. Whenever we're not Episode around, one. Long, she never has, you know, <coughs> they got to come find us. But yeah, that one, all of a sudden, uh, Alan's wife, Marianne, walks in out of nowhere and uh, hums this hums this melody and goes, do that. And we had been messing around with some lyrics and something and an idea that, you know, because we, we uh, uh, my wife and Sarah and I and our family, we, we moved from uh, from New York and we did not enjoy New York at all. Uh, mm-hmm. We're California kids. The weather didn't really agree with us. And uh, the cold, they don't make grits right. Like right, right. and we generally like there. eye contact <laughs> and smiles. So, <laughs> oh uh, yeah, the wrong place really... for that one. <laughs> so we wrote this song about um, about coming to to Huntsville and and just yeah. just the, the like so many do, yeah, yeah. Like so many do, and just having the that that journey to uh, to a place that takes you in, and then that's that's what that's how that song was written. I mean. Yeah, and we did that within what a day. I mean, yeah, pretty much, for sure. Well, Can, what I think is cool about that is, uh, like Alan, you've got the perspective of the native uh, vision, right. and he's got like the fresh eyes on it. Like <laughs> people from around here are just like, this is how this is how the world is. Like, right. there's all sorts of random people from all over, and it just works for some reason. If only there was a pla- <laughs> that yes. every place in the world. The was... Gringo perspective. <laughs> <laughs> John has a great gringo perspective. Yeah. If only every place in the country was as kind as, as Huntsville. Honestly, it's right? neat. I'm proud of this town. I love this. Oh town. yeah. I, I like it when folks move to it because I know they're gonna love it. You know. Uh-huh. Well, I think is also which is a big motivation for you know we both have day jobs and and but listening local Huntsville is really important to both of us because we know that this city's growing and we are so passionate mm-hmm. about making sure that music is sewn into the culture of that growth. You know, oh, I mean, definitely. Like, just last year they said, you know, we're going to bypass Birmingham in the next eight years by population. And we're like, like we, we oh, can, yeah, the culture's got to keep up or yeah, it'll, yeah, or it'll just become a mess. You know? We've yeah. pretty much passed everyone in beer. I think that Huntsville <laughs> does have the, the most. There's so many German people here already. They were just like. <laughs> just made sense. That's just right. take, took a little nudge. That's right. <laughs> But yeah, yeah. Shout out to like Yellowhammer and stuff. They have my favorite. I Absolutely. think they're one of my favorites. Yeah, and they're they're, and they're, they're a sponsor. Too. They're a sponsor of ours, and uh, they've been well, really good go. to us. Really, really good to us. And yep. I think what's special about the brew scene here is like our just the way they work together. Like yes. I, I feel like in Birmingham and stuff, they've got great venues and their breweries and stuff, but it's all in competition. But but yeah, they here they're like just those, they're uh, just like we're gonna make great beer and we're gonna like help each other out. Like you know? West Side Story, like. Yeah, like street fights going on. <laughs> Don't bring your pale ale to my my neighborhood. Get that red amber out. I don't know. I don't know enough beer terms to keep going with that. <laughs> but so so um, did you? Did you guys just? Um, I guess Alan, you had the idea, but how did John get on board with it? I guess. Well, you know, or did he pitch it to you, or vice versa, or what? For the writing. For the, for, I mean, for, for the listen local oh, for, stuff. For listen, for listen local. Um, you know, I brought John in pretty quickly. You know, I was working with Evan, and Evan and I were were, were ta- tackling it. You know, um, for the first show, and then we brought John on, and then um, it that you know, listen local Huntsville was kind of was kind of building up. At the same time, Microwave Dave Musical Education Foundation was building up, right. and Evan is the president of that foundation, mm-hmm. and that pretty much consumed and swallowed him. So no doubt, he went to do that full time, and so we're, we we like to look at that organization sort of as a uh, sister, um, a sister thing, or we're their sister thing, um, you know, organization kind of around music because we get our. Our artists, we like to make our artists available to be guest artists with Microwave Dave Music 
Musical Education Foundation. When we bring people onto the show, we mention that. Yeah. You know, and uh, try to get them involved with that and open up the door for more folks for Evan to get for that program. So well, and we, we hope to get to a point where, where we can, you know, make regular, um, you know, percentage donations from the proceeds of the show to yeah. like, come up with Dave, too. Right. We just think that, you know, it's part of that, you know, supporting, promoting, showcasing, mm-hmm. you know, local singer-songwriters. I mean, if we can get children to, you know, to appreciate local oh, music yeah. as well, man. Right. It's, it's, I mean, it's all good. Plus, I mean, you know, music's been decimated in so many other venues. Oh, it really it's, has. Yeah. And the breweries, like you were talking about before, they really saved a lot of musicians' bacon, I've got to say. Because a lot of our moderate-level venues were closing down and stuff. You had a couple bars that hung on. And then the breweries, thank goodness, were still paying bands, you know. And, like, really, without that, who knows where it'd be at this point, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, and, and I think fostering the youth and making the environment hospitable to like the singer songwriter and oh, yeah. the original music scene is so important because I think in especially maybe it's just regional or, or uh, the area or whatever there's there's already a culture where people are like oh I'm going to the bar I'll hear a cover artist and that'll be fine but there there needs to be a president for people to be like yeah I'm gonna hear some original music I'm gonna open my mind right. to something I may have never heard before and you know I'll like it or I won't, and and we'll support. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the response has been unbelievable. I mean, just in a year, I mean, we've well, I mean, we've, I mean, well tripled attendance, right? I mean, the first show was seventy something, I think tickets sold, and last one was two forty something like that. No, we had more than that for the first one. Was it? Yeah, we had. Uh, I think we we did one forty seven. We sold about half at the door. That's what the, where that figures come from. We had about half okay. of the people showed uh, up at yeah. the door, and then half people bought tickets. What you're saying yeah. is terrible at math. That's right. <laughs> That's at least six times. Yeah. Times a thousand. I mean, it's, <laughs> divided by four, at least. It's, yes. it's gone up billions. Of, <laughs> That's right. Billions. It's huge. It's the best thing. Um, no, John. John uh, uh, has a good, strong, you know, business sense about mm-hmm. him with with uh, with Listen Local and what what we're trying to do. He designed our website and he. Uh, um, kind of legitimized the you know the program to because we were literally doing it by the seat of our pants <laughs> um and like maybe had an envelope with some phone numbers and some cash from the last show to move forward right. to the next one that was well, about it and and it was so obvious to me i mean i guess it's another outsider perspective I, I walked in i said dude this is something that if there is something that feels like brick and mortar something that mm-hmm. feels solid and concrete and lasting um it will only grow you know right. that was kind of the the frame that I, I saw it and so i think you know just going to get a business license and you know locking down a website and yep. you know, getting all over the interwebs you know on social media oh yeah it's so huge <laughs> nowadays yeah. and a lot of artists aren't good at that stuff so like helping them with stretching out on the internet is good well, and, and we're, we're kind of i mean we, and we're trying to figure that out too i mean if if we can help you know use use our platform to help promote you know local shows around i mean mm-hmm. that's, that's something we, we hope to do we just can't we haven't really quite figured the right recipe yet to make that uh, oh yeah you know helpful right well you want to keep your you want to keep your audience cued in and not like there's so much noise now it's right. like you're competing with the blaring TVs from every direction, it seems Listen, like. There nowadays. are way too many cute dogs doing awesome stuff. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they learn how to write and read. They're just, they're dancing. It's insane. <laughs> but but you guys, uh, how long have you been working together like as a songwriting duo, I guess? Gosh, when did we write? Well, what was that in? Probably two years. It's been... Well, so November uh, 15 was the first time we played that, so we were writing almost a year before that. Right. So... The counting comes back again. That's right. So, like, yeah, it's, it's pretty <laughs> sure 16 years. Right, right, right. <laughs> That's my guess. No, but, have it, has it streamlined yet? Or so, is it still, like, just January 14. Kind of un- so, so January 14, really. So, so yeah, three years. Yeah, I'd say January, yeah. Yeah. Or three. Has it, has it, like, become a form as in you always know how a song's going to come together now? Or I'm just curious about <laughs> no, that. Was, that was a pretty funny. good answer. You know, 
It's that's a good question because we ask ourselves that a lot of times. We'll get what's happening, like, man. Okay, that that just happened. We're making songs, right. but why? But what's right. happening? Well, I, okay. So last one, <laughs> but we they, wrote. a lot of them are born of our conversations, though. We'll have a conversation yes. or mm-hmm. whatever, talk about something, hear about something, and be like, dude, you know. But like Mother of Exiles, we wrote almost completely over the phone. I was in D.C. You were here, right? And we wrote over the phone. <laughs> you hung up. You texted me <laughs> this yes. melody, yeah, and and uh, and like a, I mean, almost like it really like was, a, yeah. I mean, we just... using the technology of an iPhone, mm-hmm. you know. So on Notes, on the Notes app, if you've upgraded to the new iOS, uh-huh. um, you can add people to collaborate with on a note. Ah, okay. So he texted that one to me, and I just listened to it about five or six times, and I called him back and said, dude, I've got a couple verses, see what you think? And you can add an audio file to the note. Oh, that's awesome. And then I can edit a lyric, he can edit a lyric, and just build whatever, and come up And then you have, like, the whole record of how the song's made, too. That's kind of cool. Yeah. And then other times, he'll send me, like, a melody, and I'll like write it on the plane i'm like nailed it and i let alan listen to it. he goes that's dog shit <laughs> <laughs> we start all over from scratch with totally different set of lyrics <laughs> right <laughs> it's really a hit or miss not, not yeah not all and that's very rare it's very rare we did we did, we did this one denies 90 percent of them but <laughs> i've got this i wrote this song called um a badge of norman mm-hmm. about uh, peter norman right. who is the uh, 1968 Olympian, who uh-huh. was, you, you recall the, the picture of the two African-American athletes, uh, Tommy Carlos and John, John, John Carlos and Tommy Smith, excuse me, both Olympic sprinters. They've got their hands raised on the, yeah. you know, the black, the black fist picture. Mm-hmm. So, right. so real quick, so, let, me, yeah. let me jump in there. Okay. So he tells me, he sends me his article, goes, dude, you got to write this song. And I downloaded an article just as the door closed from, I was going from Hawaii to Australia for work. And I'm thinking, this is kids, this is perfect. This is serendipity. I'm going to Australia. This is this guy. And I'm like, this is perfect. <laughs> and I land and he sends me, he goes, dude, song's done. Here it is. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> Cut out of the process. I'm like, oh, yours is better well, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> that's kind of funny. The, the, when the muse only comes by my house like once a year. You know? So you're just like rapidly. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> burn so it anyway, down. Well, people say that but... songwriters come in and they're like, yeah, turn on the faucet. I've written three songs at 3 a.m. and then like it, four weeks later, I'm trying to write another one. Right. You know. Well, John, did you have yeah. you been writing poetry for a long time? Like, what's your background with this? You know, I. That's a good question. I, I think I kind of always have. Um, I used to, like in college, used to write short stories, and I didn't really share them with many folks. And I, actually, okay, so, um, yeah, see, so when I was in Iraq in 03, I got a letter from um, a friend of mine, and she had uh, she had folded up a, a copy of, of a short story I'd written. It said, hey, I found this. I thought you'd get a kick out of it. And I pulled it down and I actually started writing and, you know, finished it. And I wrote a book. It was a book I never should have written. It's terrible. Um, but that kind of got me back into writing. And actually, you know, well after that, you know, I would kind of write stuff on notes on my, my phone. And sometimes just, you know, it was more just for me just to kind of think, you know, yeah, out loud. Get it, get it out. <laughs> and then I started actually writing a book, I think 2010. Not really. Um, you know, I and I just it, that's the book I need to finish, and I just haven't. But um, I think that was actually one of. The, I think I let Alan read some of it, yeah. and he was like, "Dude, that's like some of your stuff is really poetic." And I just never really thought of it like that. Um, and you know, people know me; I'm, I have kind of colorful language at times. <clears throat> <laughs> so I guess I mean, and I guess it was kind of a natural thing to be able to, you know, to to put it to music, and and, and I just I feel like it's such a gift. I owe honestly. I owe Alan such a debt of gratitude. I mean, it's been yeah. such an awesome oh, artistic expression, and it's just something I've never had. I'm, well, that's very cool. And, it, yeah. I mean, it's awesome that you guys, like, found each other and then worked together from there. I mean, that takes some chemistry, too, so. Well, and I, 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 Alan's obviously just a phenomenal musician, and I respect the hell out of him. And it's just, I, I mean, every time I, he picks up that guitar, I'm just, I'm in awe. And I just, I, <laughs> I could sit and listen to him for hours. You're very easy to please, but thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get another one. Uh, 
I should I should mention that Alan Little was kind enough to record these right here at Spice Rack Studios. But the next one we got is uh, Rockets and Watercress. Let's hear it. This is Alan Little with Rockets and Watercress. Cool. Capital and let his hate fill the stage here. At the ballots in the streets, the bigots didn't give a damn. He even riding on a bus to work in a little town called Birmingham. Claudette, she threw a fit in the back of that black and white. She paid a dime, yeah, but they didn't treat her right. She's ready to fight. Come on, everybody, y'all aboard the Highland Gardens bus. She ended up never getting up and standing much taller than all of us. We're not the others anymore. We are fathers and we are lovers. Other misters and other mothers from other misters and other mothers. Jim Crow's hateful lines in the Brown versus Board. Wallace in the doorway showing what an ass he was. Praise the Lord. It took five bullets, pop, pop, bang, 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 to turn his life around. Those shots even heard in the rocket city in Watercrest Town. On the wrong side of history, but on the right side of wrong. Doctor had his son, he held his hand as they walked along. He helped him find and keep his seat down at the Fifth Avenue school. Well, he learned just like the rest of the kids in Alabama got taught something. We're not the others anymore. We are fathers and we are lovers. We've got sisters and we got brothers from other misters. You're back with the Spice Cast, and that was Alan Little with Rockets and Watercress. Um, I, I liked. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Alan about the uh, kind of the intro bit and that repeating kind of tone, and it reminded me of uh, like a railroad crossing almost. It was very, very pretty, well, but thanks. but I I just got that feeling from it. And your y'all songs are so uh, atmospheric and 
focused on a place to me. Like that's just just the feeling I get. Is am I on point at all with any that of that? Really <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, that yeah. That's what we're going for. That's yeah. So yeah. so that one, Alan Alan had played it for me. You know, I mean, you'd probably play that for me for two years, and it was just kind of one of those things that you know you could tell was really important to you, and and I don't even remember. It was like we were leaving after having some cocktails. You were heading back to the house, and you played it one more time. We recorded it on the phone, and it was right after I'd gone to to Memphis, and I had gone yeah. to that um, the Civil Rights Museum. And it's kind of where, and I'd, I'd actually written some lyrics out from the Civil Rights Museum. And, um, you know, my wife, uh, she has, you know, uh, Sonny Hereford comes and, and talks at her school every year. Oh, yeah. And I, I feel like I, I, I know the man. And I just, hearing his story is so inspirational to me, oh, yeah. you know. And, and to, to, speaks to to the culture of Huntsville and the acceptance of how different it is, you know, in contrast to a lot of, of other, uh, a lot of other places in the South. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it was important, you know, to try to bang something out that had something, a story to do with, with Sonny and, you know, his story and, and then to bring in Claudette, uh, who Colvin, Claudette Colvin, yeah. you know, who was, who was the, the first, you know, young lady that really, yeah. that Rosa Park emulated, you know, because she was a lot, you know, mm-hmm. a lot more gusto, um, and was able to make, you know, bring about a lot more attention and, and change the cause of civil rights, uh, and, and then I think I just, I, I sent it back to you and I think we, we just kind of, we hashed it out one more time and that was it. Yeah. If I remember right. The music was derived of sort of a, um, just a, a, a music, an exercise that I was doing. A yeah. polyrhythmic thing where I get, you know, some fingers doing something on, on a, on a tempo and then something that's kind of a, mm-hmm. a different timing, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, so what John what John was saying we wanted to make this song about how far the south has come yeah you know in the way of civil rights it's something that's that that uh, of course interests us and we felt like this is going to be something good fun and compelling to write you know For we're sure. going to talk about you know the asshole that George Wallace was mm-hmm. and how yeah. he turned his life around after being shot but I, I still you know? like like I I love he's got a college name after and all this stuff and you, you turn your life around after <laughs> right, right. You know, how you can rewrite history and all that. But I mean, I do we kind of had a, a we we're like we we have to remind people this guy was an asshole in a lot of people's lives. Right, <laughs> I just, right, right. I, I felt exactly. like that was our duty. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I remember seeing an interview. And, and well, he, he built his whole campaign off that too. He did. Like it, the way it, the way it went, you know. So I, I, I did I ever tell you this? I was an extra in a movie that was um, Lieutenant Dan. What's his name? Gary Sinise. Gary Sinise. He played he played uh, Governor Wallace, and it was when I was an ROTC in California. And I listened to that stupid speech: <laughs> segregation now, segregation oh, tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> Coming out of Gary Sinise at least like forty times as they took different camera angles and everything. And so I had this like. Like just vitriol. First off, because I was sweating my ass off in a uniform listening to Gary Sinise, you know, spout racist crap. But, but so, and then I moved here, and I'm like, oh, there's a college named after this dude. I don't know if I ever told you that. You did. I like, love it. I saw this. I saw this interview. He's like, come on, get it right. Um, I saw this uh, this uh, interview with with George Wallace where his words out of his own mouth was he said it took five bullets to turn my life around <laughs> yeah and I thought that was very poignant oh yeah you know and when you spit out those lyrics I was like that that was amazing I mean you mm-hmm. nailed that took five bullets pop pop bang 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 <laughs> turn mm-hmm. <stop>. you know <laughs> I love that um and he ended up you know so was, he had some redemption there oh, you yeah. know um uh, he ended up getting the majority of the black vote the last time he ran for mm. election. You know, how in the hell did he do that? <laughs> you know, but he did. Well, that's um, what's amazing about the South. You got like, there's so much drama and there's so much contradiction, I guess you'd say. And um, like, I feel like the South is where the rubber meets the road right. of America. Like we, yeah. people give the South a bad time. Like we're looked down on, on a lot of ways. Like people don't think we wear shoes in Alabama up North. Just some people just don't think that. 
And for all those coming from California, that's true. Yeah, we're not wearing shoes right now, of course. But some parts of Alabama, (laughs) they wear shoes. (laughs) But but there's just there's I feel like there's the the contact and the resolutions and all that. It all happens in the South. Like there's there's so much and there's so much uh, potential for writing there. I'm I'm like. Yeah. I'm not too surprised that some yeah. of your songs kind of focus on that. Well, you know? Right. you know, I felt like there's, you know, that that picture of uh, Sonny Hereford mm-hmm. walking oh, with his wow. father. Oh wow, yeah, is is a song in and of itself. It's and I, I tell you one thing, I'm incredibly proud of the fact that I was able to listen to Doctor Hereford speak once. That was pretty powerful. I learned a lot listening to that man speak. I had, you know, found out that Huntsville was the first city in all of Alabama, first town in all of Alabama, to integrate. Mm-hmm. And not only to integrate, but to do so peacefully. And it was against... Uh, it was... We're not far from Birmingham. You know, that's you know, oh, the yeah. Connor crap that was going on down there, that sheriff down there, or the... Uh, and the... It, was, it was against... Uh, still against the governor's order at the time, right? I mean, time-wise, Lance? Wasn't it against... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They def- yeah, they defied... They defied Wallace and what he was look- mm-hmm. looking looking to do um but anyway the, one of the things that kept resonating and i wanted to find a way to incorporate it into the song but you know it, you just can't incorporate everything you want to into a song you, you're going down one avenue you want to stay on that avenue there were so many different roads we could have taken with, with i feel like that's something watercress. that you might have to arrange on in right on. like part two <laughs> you know uh, the sequel to the song but you know <laughs> um dr hereford when he was talking about all the different things that were going on as they were working their way through you know uh segregated huntsville mm, mm-hmm. he kept saying he kept he'd come back and he'd repeat this line i was optimistic about huntsville I just moved my family here. This was going on. I was optimistic about Huntsville. I right. kept telling myself, I'm optimistic about Huntsville. It was powerful. Yeah, yeah. And in the face of all that. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. And the bravery. Absolutely. Well, um, you guys, we're, we're, we're here to talk about Listen Local Huntsville coming up on February 16th. Yes, indeed. And uh, that's going to be a big show. Can you tell some of the, the people about like some of the folks that are playing? and Absolutely. We got uh, Russell Mefford of the Fiddle Worms. Um, Fiddle Worms has been around for a super long time. Mm-hmm. Russell is a, a big part of uh, the Shoals and Florence community. Has been for a super long time. Uh, excellent songwriter. Lots of albums, Fiddle Worms albums you can find on iTunes. Uh, as well as Tim Tucker. And uh, I've known Tim a long time. He and I were in a band together called Cornbread. Uh, that's C-O-R-N-B-R-E-D. Was it uh, sweet or spicy? It, you know, I think it was very spicy, as a matter of fact. <laughs> very you know, spicy. I think so. <laughs> no, um, and Tim uh, is a phenomenal songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, really great. Really great songwriter. And um, uh, has music available also. Um, the Leftovers is a, is a killer one uh, that he's got out there. Um and uh, Gary Nichols, who is with the Steel Drivers, who's out yeah. of the Shoals area. So Gary is a part of the show. Um, won a Grammy last year, so he's going to be our first Grammy winner. Um, Very cool on the show. So that's kind of that's pretty neat. Gary's a super super sweet guy. Um, really enjoyed getting to talk to all these guys, you know, leading up to the show and and kind of bantering about how everything works and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They all know each other really well. Um, and uh, so it's, I anticipate a really good time and I look forward to hearing some of the stuff and stories that they tell. So yeah, I'm for sure. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And spice radio will be there and we'll be uh, absolutely man, broadcasting. We are, we're, we're excited to do that. And Ben, we want to say thank you so much. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. We're really we appreciate what you, you guys do. Like anything for this, for the music scene and, Oh, for, likewise, I mean, man. there's so much good stuff here. It's like, you we got to share it. Absolutely, it's our, it's it. We have to do it. 
Love but, chilling um, down, absolutely. Guys can also like uh, apply uh, to to y'all's website if they want to get involved with Listen Local, right? Yeah. They can they can send a video and it, it's all under Listen Local Huntsville or Listen Local HSV, right? Listenlocalhsv.com right. and um, you can get through this from Facebook too, but yeah, we we have an online edition process where it's, you know, submit a couple of YouTube videos or whatnot and and just um, I think it's three, and then just kind of tell us, you know, what what your connection is to 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 the northern Alabama area and Tennessee Valley. Yeah, and uh, and then we just we have a we have a small board of, of local artists here that, that we, we put it through, and and um, we have I mean we have a lot of folks kind of in the pipeline, so it's exciting to yeah, to, yeah. to yeah. see what who we can get to to line up for future shows. Absolutely. Yeah, and a real focus on like originals and all that stuff, which is awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, very cool. And uh, you guys can find it at listenlocalhsv.com. They have Facebook. They got Instagram. Um, one more thing I wanted to ask you guys about. The next track, uh, you recorded Mother of Exiles. You want to talk about that a little bit before we like get out of here? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we wrote this song. You know, you know, when we play this at the show, <laughs> I've kind of been wondering since, you know, this, the state of affairs of what's going on with our beloved country and <laughs> the um, from both sides of the fence line. Oh yeah, how, it's, how the it's hell chaos gonna, no matter which oh, side you're looking at it. I know. But we wrote this, you prior know, prior to the election. That's right. <laughs> and, and it was it was um I, I mean that that was a lot of fun to write too. That this it was. is this is the one we wrote, you know, over the phone. I happened to be mm-hmm. in DC and whenever I'm in DC, I I uh I get kind of sentimental and I always try to take some time to go, you know, walk uh walk the the National Mall and you know, walk uh, Lincoln Memorial and, and just walk by the reflecting pool. At least, if, if nothing else, grab an Uber, grab a hot dog, and then hop back in and go back to the airport. You know, something. Right. And um, I had done that that day. And um, Alan had made the comment, you know, like, about give us your um, your cold, your your huddled mass. Uh, I'm just I'm drawing a blank here. Bring me your tired, your huddled masses, which is inscribed on the plaque that's on the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. So we, we were wondering, you know, where, where does this thing come from? And uh, we looked it up and, you know, it, doing a little research between some of our songs is a lot of fun. And uh, so that, that that was actually part of a poem called uh, The Great Goliath. Yeah. And um, and it was it was used as a marketing campaign. And so what's interesting about it was the, the Statue of Liberty was a gift from France. Everybody knows. Mm-hmm. But... Um, we, the the treasury didn't want to put it together, and um, it was kind of uh, poo pooed by uh, by the, by the government because they were like, you know, which is ironically exactly what uh, the French people <laughs> loved about Americans was that we kind of did our own thing, and um, <clears throat> but it was you know the Gilded Age, so everybody's about you know just making a bunch of money. It wasn't really a lot of attention on aesthetics or you know even music or art, <clears throat> so it was actually a movement. Um, by a Pulitzer to, you know, raise a bunch of money from the working class. And so this poem... Poor folks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this... A dollar here, a dollar there. Which I think is fascinating. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the poem was a marketing, you know, something that was in the paper, published, and, and it was a marketing tool for, um, you know, to to get the word out, to collect money, you know. And, yeah. and his theos, he's going to put everybody's name, even if they gave a penny. And, um, and the marketing campaign became, you know really kind of a beautiful um a beautiful emblematic story about mm-hmm. what the sexual liberty now stands for and um you know bring us your tired your little masses yearning to be free yeah yeah and that's so, that, I, mean, I mean the as in you know the sentiment is kind of taken on a uh kind of a different look than what it stood for you know, mm-hmm. um, no matter how you look at it, no matter what side of the fence you're on, there's no denying that things are different now. Oh, for sure, yeah. You know, and so it's it it that this song I think kind of sheds light on that. Mm-hmm. I think just just to pay attention to what our identity is as a nation. You know, I mean, right. My my grandmother, uh, you know, escaped, uh, you know, Russian occupied Czechoslovakia. I mean, people her age were being. Um, you know, raped and murdered in the public square. You know, the 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 Czechs were not happy because she was a you know German German by um, by birth, and uh, they didn't really uh, look too kindly on them. So she spent you know um, a good year concentration camp concentration camp you know under Russian occupied Czechoslovakia trying to get out. I met my grandfather and came to America. You know, and um, 
I think that story just we were all <laughs> we're all looking for something freedom and rule of law and for sure. And when you talk about like um, the civil rights and all that stuff, when you look at how uh, how short of a time it really was since some of this stuff happened. Right. When you like, when you think about like how many generations or so down the way you are, it's pretty it's pretty impressive. Like it kind of hits you. Like man, we're oh, yeah. in the midst of it. Like we it's it's a it's an it's a unending struggle, I guess. Right. Of of change and stuff. Well, it's interesting times. For sure. And we don't know where you're going unless you know where you've been. And I yeah, think yeah. That's something we talk about a lot. Is, right. Yeah, um, and your music hits some of that too. Yeah. Well, thanks a ton for uh, coming and talking to me about oh, thank it. Thank you, like, dude. Really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of fun. And uh, thanks for all you do with Listen Local Huntsville. Please come out and see us uh, February 16th. We'll be there. So if you're, if you're stuck at home for some terrible excuse, then you can <laughs> listen to my my voice droning on in between. Uh, <laughs> but thanks again for listening to us. Um, Alan, John, appreciate it. And uh, have a great night from uh, Listen Local Huntsville and Spice Radio. Thanks, y'all. Thanks, man. And taking us out will be Alan Little with Mother of Exiles. Marching to our ears, yearning for somewhere, somewhere more than here. Baby girl is no longer wanted in the land she was born. Her father, with his bare hands, built the city from the earth and To your heart, but no, no future's here. We'll find the amber waves of grain, and freedom never felt so near. Cause you're going to dance with the mother of exiles, the mighty woman with a torch of flame, and whose fire in prison lightning. Cause Lord, they're so worn down and Bring me those tired and huddled masses, Lord. Save all yearn to breathe free. Some too soon forget You build a wall Throw everybody out Their record will soon regret Cause you can't blow the flame Or close the door It's who we are with all of our scars You can't forget the path That we're on And remember just who we are If we'll ever dance with The mother of exiles The mighty woman With a torch of flame and whose fire in prison lightning Cause Lord, they're so wore down and poor Bring me those tired and huddled masses, Lord Cause they fall yearn Talk, sing, dance, or pray like you. Will you offer your hand to the stranger in a strange land? And will you dance? Yeah, because Lord, they're so wore down and poor. Bring me those tired and huddled masses, Lord. Stay for your.
mother of exiles, a mighty woman with a torture frame, and whose fire in prison lightning, cause Lord, they're so wore down and poor. Bring me those tired and huddled masses, Lord, cause they've all Just like you and just like me So will you dance This has been a production of Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash spiceradiohuntsville or on Twitter at Spice Radio HSV. And again, our website, spice-radio.com.